Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host of Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for creative entrepreneurs who aspire to make an impact in their communities while keeping it real, of course. A little housekeeping before we get into it. Please follow or subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And comments are currency, so please leave a comment. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Tamara. Real talk for real women. And speaking of real talk, I didn't post an episode last week, mainly because I personally couldn't think of anything to talk about. I had some interviews with some amazing women that actually isn't scheduled to release until the fall. And I literally drew a blank. Also on the list of priorities, the podcast last week was just not the main priority. I was actually prepping for a really big shoot that happened towards the end of the month, which we'll get to in a bit. So while my original intention is to have or was to have a weekly podcast schedule, I also don't believe in sharing a message just for the sake of, especially if it's not there. You know, I really believe that if I have something to say, that it'll be of some use for you guys out there. And also sometimes I'm just really not feeling it. And it's okay to surrender to those feelings of, you know, not doing something just because, you know, we tend to forget that when we are on this path and journey of entrepreneurship, that it's okay to balance our burst of energy with lulls of nothingness, even if it's only for a week. And speaking of priorities, my priorities had me focusing on prepping for a major shoot that what I hope or what I know will be the gateway to more commercial work. And honestly, in the spirit of being a CEO, I did not feel bad about not doing one thing as I was focused on what can be done for another. And the thing with entrepreneurship is that there are many things that you learn about running a business. And one of those things is how to prioritize. The ability to prioritize effectively saves you time, energy, money. It also allows you to think more objectively and realistically with your time. It also gives you a better understanding of what activities or actions are immediately necessary to accomplishing a goal or a task. I remember someone asked a prominent entrepreneur how they prioritize their to-do list. And the person responded saying they prioritize activities that are money generating first before handling anything else. And I 100% agree with this thought process. And I'd like to add on to this and add a few more tips. If it requires a yes or no immediate answer, answer it immediately, whether that is a text or an email. Instead of you know, keeping it marked as unread. If it is something that does not require a lot of brain um, matter, 
or brain power and you can answer it in less than five minutes, take care of that immediately. If it requires more explanation, dedicate more time to handling it in a setting where you're answering those emails in one setting that requires more detail. For me, I consider a money generating task to be sending a follow-up email after a discovery call, sending the contract and invoice for a client to review, reviewing documents or practicing with equipment in preparation for a shoot, reviewing a shot list with a client. For me, these are activities that are going to take priority at the moment. Therefore, if I cannot get to any other tasks for the day, I just honestly, I don't feel guilty. You know, I've learned over the years and continue to learn really that what is important for the day or the week or understanding rather what is important for that day or the week. And I'm not going to stress myself out getting, trying to get all of my tasks done in one day. It's just, it's just not feasible and it's not sustainable. I talk about this um, a few episodes ago, actually one of my original episodes um, where I talk about time management and how to manage your energy levels for peak productivity. I highly recommend that you check that out because I do offer some methods on how to manage your time. Um, specifically, if you want to know the episode, if you don't want to, you know, just listen, it's episode three. And you know, some days I may only complete two tasks of my list, but the thing is like, if they push the needle forward in my business, I feel accomplished. Here's the deal. Not everything is urgent or needs your immediate attention. It's one of your responsibilities as a business owner to determine what needs your attention today, tomorrow, or next week. Actually, this is just really your responsibilities as an adult, right? Like you're going to have to prioritize what is important for you throughout the day, right? We make, I believe, 10,000 decisions a day. It is your responsibility as an adult and as a business owner to really decide and prioritize which items on your to-do list need to be done on a day-to-day basis. And it doesn't necessarily mean that all of those things need to be done in one day, in one week, one month, one season, so on and so forth. I've mentioned a resource before, but the Elegant Excellence Journal by Hilary Rushford was such a powerful tool for me accomplishing what really mattered over the past six months. You know, I talked about, you know, my six month review actually last episode. Um, and I encourage you to check out um, check out the journal the next time that it is released. Unfortunately, it won't be released until next year because COVID. But I highly encourage you to just look up the Elegant Excellence Journal, check out Hillary Rushford. It definitely was worth the 60 bucks. So another thing that I wanted to share during this episode, really for the purpose of clarification and also to avoid any erasure on behalf of anyone, um, you know, the beginning of this month, as we know, was really, really tough for everyone, especially for the black community. And there was a protest or rather 
a push to highlight black creatives and entrepreneurs that was somewhat confusing, also co-opted, you know, regardless of whatever spin. But there were a few lists that tagged me as an anti-racism resource. And while I appreciated the mention, it is not accurate. You know, every time I saw this, I started to get really frustrated because I kept having to tell people who are managing these lists, these anti-racism lists, that, you know, the Real Talk with Tamara podcast is not an anti-racism resource. Instead, you should be highlighting the actual anti-racism educator who was Monique Melton, who I featured on an episode of the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. This frustrated me for two reasons. Number one, it's complete erasure of not only my contribution to the creative space as a creative entrepreneur or product photographer, but more importantly, the erasure of the individual who should have been featured and highlighted in the first place, who actually commits and does this anti-racism work and outreach. And number two, it frustrated me because it was just, in my opinion, pure laziness on the part of the creator of these lists. Because instead of actually doing the research of properly listing the title of the episode, the podcast itself in its entirety was listed as an anti-racism resource, which is completely inaccurate and wrong. To which I say this, please do better. Add me to a creative entrepreneurial list. Add me to your list of product photographers killing the game. Do not improperly add or tag me to anti-racism work and have me looking crazy. Imagine you invested time and years of your life becoming a great accountant for creative entrepreneurs to then only be featured as being the best lawyer in the DMV area. Like, how does that look? It just, it doesn't make sense, right? Um, you would be perplexed and pissed. So let's just make sure that when we are highlighting people in their respective fields, that we are doing the work, we're doing the research, and we're being correct about it. The other thing, and I mentioned this on um, my Instagram platform, is that while I truly appreciated the shout outs and the follows from white creatives, for me, it was just really disappointing that it took having to hold people accountable or have the feeling of a threat or dangling the threat of being called out in order for black creatives to actually get their flowers and get mentioned. You know, I can't speak for other black creatives, but I don't do what I do for the validation of the white community or the white gays. Yes, I may inspire women of all backgrounds and that is certainly a byproduct. So this is not to dismiss that reality. But one of my main objectives is to show black and brown women an example of how to succeed in a predominantly white industry. When I first started, I didn't see many black product photographers, black women photographers thriving in the digital space. And I wanted to work really hard to create my own lane and give others the blueprint to create their own. Yes, 
Give me my flowers while I'm still here. But please be intentional and genuine about it. I hope this newfound movement continues and I hope Black creatives are given their just recognition and more importantly, their coins, aka money, for their intellectual property and major contribution to society as a whole. So now that I've gotten those things off of my chest, let's talk about the shoot for a second and my takeaways from the shoot. You know, I probably won't be able to share the images at least for a year. And who knows if I'll even remember it by that point. But what I will say is that it was certainly one of the best experiences that I've had working with a client of this size. You know, one of my long-term goals is to expand my portfolio to work with more commercial clients. And 2020 was actually the year I would prepare myself to be able to accept and work with higher profile clients. I guess I didn't expect it to happen in the midst of a pandemic, but here we are, which leads me to takeaway one. You know, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. I had to remember advice that I share with my students and members of the Product Photographers Collective, and that is you don't need expensive equipment to be successful. In fact, you can rent said equipment, which is exactly what I did for the shoot. The client required a specific camera type in order to process larger files. And thankfully, it was in the budget to rent the equipment. You see, you know, I was already prepared per se because I was booked on work that I've produced for other clients. I simply needed to be properly equipped with the tools and support from the team so that I was ready to knock the shoot out of the park. Which leads me to takeaway two. If you don't know something, ask. I never pretend to know what I don't know. And let's be honest here, faking it till you make it only gets you through the door. And there's nothing wrong with asking for additional clarity if it means being able to successfully complete a job for a client. That can look like asking the client and their resources directly for help or going to YouTube University, which I did both of a lot. Ask, 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 because if you don't, you'll be the one who didn't take advantage of the resources readily available to you. Takeaway three. Delegate, delegate, delegate. I love delegation because it allows me to really focus on my creative genius. And plus, it feels really good to just pay other creatives for their work. So with this project, I was afforded the ability to hire uh, assistance. So it was a two day shoot. And so I hired an assistant for each day. And honestly, it felt really good to only focus on one aspect of the job, which was photography. Someone was hired specifically for the styling. And I've gently mentioned this before in past episodes, but a goal in 2020 was to hire or outsource select roles within my content creation process. 
I've realized that the longer I do this, that I can't do it all. And I don't want to do it all, <laughs> you know, and if I really want to transition to a CEO role, you know, there are some things that I have to be comfortable with delegating and letting go. And as I said before, I enjoy paying other creatives for their time and effort. So with COVID-19, that definitely poses some problems. So I'll have to truly decide what that looks like in the near future. And the last takeaway, probably one of the most important of them all, is that in the midst of all of this, I have to do a better job of enjoying just the journey. Seriously. You know, between stressing about learning how to use a medium format camera and crying about feeling completely out of my league, I forgot the most important part. And that's that the work that I've produced during my career so far has led me to booking an amazing opportunity during a pandemic. I mean, let, let's take several steps back here, right? As I was crying to my friend about being stressed, she had to really remind me that in the midst of all of this, you know, I picked up a professional camera three years ago. Three years, not 10, not 15. And my growth has been completely exponential. Not only in three years, but I would say in one year, I've seen my style evolve and grow. But to think that I'm going to know everything in three years is completely foolhardy. And I think it really points to a bigger issue of the pressure we tend to put on ourselves to always perform, to always be the best, to know everything right now. When we have really so much to learn on the way to getting wherever it is that we want to get to. And even then, it doesn't end because you're always aspiring to be your best. So it reminds me of a question that I posted earlier on IG where I said, you know, are you enjoying the season that you're in or are you working so much towards the next season you're not even appreciating the journey? I think this is a question we should all ask ourselves occasionally when we feel like we're not where we should be. Because if you're doing it right, you're always learning. You're always excelling with where you are. Because always remember, you're qualified because you're called. All right, y'all, this wraps up my June month in review. I am actually going to take off the month of July. So you will get new episodes starting in August. In July, I will be sharing some podcast rewinds of some of my favorite episodes and some that you should definitely check out. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But until the fall, peace and check you later. Stay safe out there. And on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara. Real talk for real women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to follow on iTunes or Spotify so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, remember to grind with grace and love. Peace and do you, boo.